to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and they said, give us water to drink. Moses replied, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there and they grumbled against Moses. They said, why do you bring us out of Egypt to make us and our children and our livestock die of thirst? Now let's talk about that scripture a little bit. The uh, word Rephidim has a meaning. If you have your, your Bible open, you might be able to see the meaning of it. It means either place of refreshment or place of rest. And so if I told you six weeks through your trip in the desert, I'm taking you to a place that gets about a half an inch of rain every 10 years. And I said, I'm bringing you to a place of refreshment and rest. How are you feeling? You're feeling pretty good, aren't you? You're like, we need rest. We have been looking forward to this Disney World type experience is what I'm guessing. But when they get there, there's no water. Now I want you just to put yourself in this story for a second. You're in the desert. You hear the refreshments coming and you get there and you can't find water anywhere. You're in the desert. And it says they quarreled with Moses. Now, that means they're fighting with him. And they were mad. And they wanted to know why this place of refreshment was anything but. And it's interesting, they turn it on Moses. They give us something to drink. Like, what are they expecting him to do? You, you, you can imagine, right? Parents, you probably have your kids say to you sometimes, you know, hey, give me, give me water. And he said, why are you fighting with me about this? But then he turns it on that a little and said, do you understand who you're really fighting against here? You don't have a problem with me. You have a problem with God. And it's, I love that. Exercise, but they were thirsty there. <laughs> I, we know. We understand that. And it says they grumbled. Now, uh, I love if you look at, I, I love uh, this little cheap trick uh, Hebrew translation thing called Blue Letter, Blue Letter Bible. But that word grumbled actually is used in different settings. The word translated grumbled, it can, it can mean sort of putting up lodging for a night. So you can imagine this complaint, putting up lodging for a night with, with Moses. Okay, this was not going to go away. They were not going to just kind of walk on. They said, no, we're camping out here, Moses. We got a problem. And when people camp out on an issue, what happens? It only gets worse, right? right? And so they said, why did you bring us out of Egypt just to die here? You know, what happened? Six weeks from perhaps the greatest miracle in the history of Israel. And they weren't questioning God's ability they weren't questioning his timing. They were questioning his goodness. How do we get to Rephidim and find ourselves in this situation? We're going to die in Rephidim? Our livestock and our children are going to die in Rephidim? That's why you brought us here? And Moses picked up that this was only getting more intense. And he turns to God and says, what am I going to do? These people are about to stone me to death. Now, I, I have a few suggestions of I'm God, what you do with these people. But fortunately, I'm not God. 
And if you go to the next slide, it says God's response. It says, the Lord answered Moses, go out in front of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the stamp with which you struck the Nile, and go. I'll stand there before you at the rock of Horeb, strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. I love God. Without getting into this as much as this story deserves, he says, go get that staff. Remember that staff that you hit the Nile? What happened when he hit the Nile with the staff? Do you remember? It turned to blood. That was the first miraculous sign God did in freeing the people from Pharaoh's grip. That was the first thing. He said, take them. I want their memory going back to when you struck the Nile with the staff and it turned to blood. I want them to get the big picture here. They're losing sight of the big picture. They're so focused on the present, they've lost sight of the big picture. And he says, when you strike that rock, where's God going to be? So I'm going to be right there standing upon the rock. As if when you strike that rock, I'm going to feel it. You know, it never says in that Exodus story that water came out of the rock. But a couple of the psalmists talk about it. Isaiah talks about it. One of the psalms, Psalm 78, 15, talks about what actually happened. It said he split the rock in the wilderness and gave them water as abundant as the sea, as the seas. So this was not some trickle of water that they're all kind of, no, this was more than they could handle. It was coming out. This is an artist's rendition. I don't know if you can tell, but this is the equivalent of Moses here. And this is a four-story tall rock that water is coming out as abundant as the seas. Another psalm says, uh, next slide, please. Psalm 105, 41, he split open the rock and water gushed out. It flowed like a river in the desert. A lot like that previous picture. So that's what I want you to picture in your mind, the, the providence and the provision of God saying, oh. yeah. Isaiah said it, it, it kept them with water for the rest of their time in the desert. So we're talking about a lot of provision. Um, yeah, just stay there for a second. So if you remember the one before that, can you go backwards one? I'm sorry, I'm really messing you guys up. I'm going to pay you double, I promise. <laughs> So there's a reason the artist's rendition looks like this. If you go to the next slide again, there's actually a place in the desert in that area that is this rock that's about four stories high. And I don't know if it's the place or not. If you've ever been to that part of the world, everybody claims this is the place for this, this is the place for that. But there's evidence that water gushed out this way out of that rock, and then there's evidence of water having flown uh, flowed down that rock, and there's evidence of a dry bed, a dry lake at the base of this. But no matter what, God performed a miracle there. He gave a lot of water. And here's what I want you to know about that rock. Next slide, please. They all drank the same spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. The uh, other translation for accompanied is, and probably a more accurate but confusing word is, that rock followed them. It's kind of a funny picture. You're not going to tell from where you're sitting. But there's a pathway 
through the desert here that uh, shows this rock. It just it, it's sort of this picture of what they imagined this rock just following around everywhere because it was it, it followed them everywhere they went. It accompanied them everywhere it went. That's why that rock is Christ. I'm gonna have Helen get up and share here a little bit more. ever gave a title for this, but um, his title for this lesson is um, That Rock was Christ. Thank you. <laughs> that Rock was Christ. And, you know, um, when I when I first heard that, I thought the thought I had was, um, you know, on this rock I will build my church. And that's really the Jesus that we love and we serve. Um and that died for us. Yeah. And, you know, I made that decision some 40 years ago um, to make Jesus my rock. And um, it's easy in hindsight to sit here. You know, there's been many seasons, 40 years. of um, We were young married. We had children right away. We had three young children. And it wasn't easy. You know, when you make a decision to follow Jesus and live and trust and make good choices, much like the Israelites, um, you think things are going to go well, right? You expect them to go well. And yet there were many seasons, there were many um, refidums for us. And in the beginning, it was really hard. I found myself going, really, God, really? This is really happening to us? I mean, I did all the right things and you know, and there were just challenges and heartaches. And and, um, and yet I came to learn that it was in the darkest, most challenging moments in our refidims that God's light shined the brightest, um, that his power was most seen. And it got to where, you know, when our kids were in those high school, college, early adult, I mean, it doesn't stop guys I'm sorry I'm really sorry to tell you that but I mean life happens and in this world we will have trouble right had to had to learn that one um but what I began to see was I I I would say to myself I see God's handprint I see God's fingerprints in this challenge and it got to where I I said whoa okay here it comes but I trust and I believe and you know it's 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 you have to you have to train yourself you have to go into training so that when those times come um you're able to trust and you know and I I but I did I found myself many times like the Israelites saying you know you brought us here and like what you know what is this but God is faithful. God is faithful. And um, I just love I just love that about Jesus. Like as we're preparing to take the Lord's Supper, I just want to say thank you. What a beautiful name it is. What a powerful name it is. Jesus, that he is our rock. You know, when Pete, he asked Peter, like, who do you say that I am? And he said, you're the Christ, the Son of God and the living God. And I thought even this morning, I thought, um, he promised his closest disciples, he said, I will be with you. Amen. And he does. He accompanies us. We forget that so many times. That's why we need each other to yeah. remind us. Yeah. Our, our close friends need to remind us he's here with you in the rest of them. So. Amen. So, 
I think it's important when you find yourself in that situation to back up and look at the goodness of God. I want to back up a little farther and give you a bigger picture now. When he asked Moses to take the staff with which he struck the Nile and use that to strike the rock, we often, I often think of that in a very small way. Like, strike it like, like that? Is that what you're talking about? I don't think that rock gets split open by that kind of strike. The word, the Hebrew word used to translate it, strike the rock, um, is a word that means to beat, to slaughter, to smite, or to kill. When he beat, struck, smite, slaughtered, or killed, the Nile had turned to blood. When he struck, smite, smitten, slaughtered, killed the rock, water flowed out. You go to the next slide, please. The same word was used in Isaiah 53. He took up our pain and he bore our suffering. And yet we consider him by God smitten, that Hebrew word nakal, smitten, beaten, slaughtered, or killed. We consider him smitten by God and afflicted. The Greek word is in the next scripture. And Mark talks about Jesus being blindfolded and struck in the face with their fists. Again and again, they struck him on the head with a staff. And we know ultimately that that blood flowed out like it did in the Nile, and that water flowed out like it did at Horeb. That blood has given you life, and that water is what sustains you, that living water. Let's pray to our great God. Father, we rejoice that we are a part of your family, that our sins are covered by the blood of Christ because he was struck. And I hope, God, we can get a sense of appreciation to who we're praying for. We, When that rock was struck, you were standing upon it. You felt the blow, just like you felt the blow when Jesus was struck on the cross for our redemption. Father, you freed us from slavery, and you started leading us to the promised land, and we needed both the blood and the water. And so, Father, I pray as we think of Jesus' body that was smitten, that we think of his body that was beaten, as we take this bread, we'll remember that. And as we drink the cup, that we are reminded of the blood that was poured out for our salvation and the gratefulness and the gratitude we feel in our hearts for your son being willing to be that rock that always accompanies us, especially during our times in the desert. We pray in Christ's name, amen.